Welcome back, wrestling fans, to another exciting episode of 12 Gauge Uncut, the hottest podcast in Georgia. I'm your host, the 12 Gauge Rocky Shaw, and today we're diving deep into the world of WWE, Georgia Pro Wrestling, covering all the action and all the drama from the past two weeks. Grab a cold one, let's settle down, because this is going to be a wild ride. Make sure your 12 gauge is loaded. So guys, uh, the last few weeks and is kind of been up and down uh, for me personally, but man, wrestling has kind of exploded. There's been a lot coming down the pike right now. If you look at WWE, the transition that since it's been bought out by, I guess, what, what are we saying? The UFC and so forth, the, um, they have finally given creative control exclusively to Triple H, which I'm honestly quite excited for. It's good to see that Hunter will have the reins as far as creativity goes. It seems like over the last uh, month or so, the last couple months, we just really fall off the rails when it comes to what was going on with the bloodline I mean, the storyline was so good there. And then whatever has happened, you know, obviously has, and it's now completely off the track. So we're going into looking at uh, The Rock's return. Okay, guys, let's take a moment and pause right there. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment has returned back home to the WWE. That should be the most exciting thing. We've got to look up the... How will they build this and take advantage of it looking going forward to WrestleMania? We know that's where this match has to take place. There is no stage big enough for Roman versus Rock that other than WrestleMania. So that without a doubt is going to be a blockbuster. I mean, it's that's going to be the best vibes if they do it right. And if they continue the story... That's going to be probably the best thing we've saw since The Rock and Hogan. I mean, you want to know, I remember watching that live when the two just sit there and stare at each other and the crowd is so electric and they're both, they're so split because the crowd wants to cheer for Hogan, wants to cheer for Rock, and yet... I mean, it's just, it's an emotional moment. It's like everybody was just holding their breath for those two to actually collide. So the question is, will Roman still be the universal champion at that time? Uh, Then, you know, it's another year, uh, basically, of him holding that title. Um, We're looking at WrestleMania being in April. I don't know the exact date. I haven't looked. But when you go to talking about huge matches, obviously we can't get any bigger than that. Whether it is for the title or not, it honestly, it does not matter if a title's involved in that match. Uh, does not matter who's the champion. That will be the main event, no matter what happens. But it's curious to see. I know The Rock trains hard uh, in the gym. The dude's, you know, massive. Um but ring shape is the rock getting back in the ring. Is he working 
you know, so that he can build up a match. I know that, you know, him and Cena was, eh. I mean, you know, when he was out for a while, it was not a perfect match. It was a good match for what was there. But you could tell, obviously, the ring rust was there for him. Um, and, and, and Rock doesn't. He's one of those people that just seems to always have it. Um, you've got, I mean, I, I hate to even bring it up on my podcast, but the women's division, I was enjoying Rhea Ripley. I mean, come on, everybody loves mommy, right? I mean, and Dirty Dom. I mean, I am not a big fan of his talent wise, but that, that doesn't matter. He is the top working heel in the business right now as for WWE goes, especially on the WWE side. Um, I mean, the fact that, look, I think there's some mic trickery there. They kind of cut Donnie's mic when the crowd boos. I mean, the crowd obviously boos really loud, but I don't think that means he's been the hardest person booed in history. I think we, there's two, two sides of that. It's also uh, the audio guys back there helping out the fans by lowering his audio so that he can actually talk over the crowd. So we got that going for him, but I mean, you know, it's all in the spirit of fun and a great show. Dom is, you know, really come into that. Rhea is in every way, probably one of the best. We'll go down as one of the goats as far as the champion. She looks the part. She, plays the part. She lives the part. I mean, you watch Rhea interacting with the crowd and so forth. You can tell she absolutely loves what she does. The way she, I, I love the, when she boos the little, she kind of scares or kind of flinches, causes the little kids to flinch. Uh, Rhea is just, you know, so good because, you know, some of you may say, oh, that was kind of mean or whatever. It's a heel's job, but those kids also go home with the memory of Rhea Ripley interacting with them in some way. Uh, so, so their life is not it ever changed with someone actually making that interaction. And I saw Roman do much of the same, where he gets involved and you know some kids mean mug him, he mean mugs them back. Uh, I like that. I like to see that interaction with the crowd. You've uh, got history of Triple H doing that. Now, here I go rambling and I, I'm chasing chasing rabbits as normal. Uh, but we get on to the fact that, as I said, Rhea's dominating the scene. They bring back Nia Jax. Guys, I'm disgusted with the fact that they brought back Nia Jax. And on her first night back, she injures, you know, uh, Rhea right away by just being completely careless and not trying to protect her opponent. So I, I have nothing to say in positive regards to that. That was just a bad move, WWE. Send my backpacking with her check does not need to be in the ring. She does not know how to work. She does not know how to work safely. So sorry, not a fan, um, no matter who your cousins are. So, and you, you, I'm kind of confused on what they're trying to do with Solo. Solo is that enforcer, you know, but man, he's the small, I mean, 
he is a powerhouse, yes, for but he's not. He's smaller than Roman. He doesn't look as good as the Usos. Um I mean he's really stuck in that way and he doesn't have a great personality. So and he's not in the stage where back in the WWE where Fatu and Samu uh could actually get by with not talking or just pretending they didn't know English and just shout out, you know, um random words in Samoan. Um there it is. I mean, you know, but we've got all this great talent coming in. LA Knight, man, this dude's on fire. Um, let me talk to you, right? So when you take LA Knight and put him in, he's in a great position, but I don't know that feeding him into Roman right now was, is the right path to go. Um, he's definitely well over, but does LA Knight deserve to be working and looking eye to eye with the, I mean, honestly, one of the greatest champions of all time at this point. His run has been great. He's carried the title in an amazing manner. But, 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 you have to look at L.A. Knight's run, although his popularity has spurred. And you can honestly, I, I have no problem with imitation is the best. There's a lot of Stone Cold influences there. Um, he does a lot of stuff that. You know, reminds me of a younger Miz, uh, which is, you know, no complaint at all there for me. I mean, if you're imitating any of those two guys, you know, giving the, the, if that's what the fans want, the fans are the judge. So if they want Stone Cold mixed with Miz or just a, a lot more, or a re repeat of Stone Cold, because Stone Cold can't come back and do it. So why not? If that gimmick works for him, more power to him. But, is his in-ring ability, his storytelling, on the level with Roman Reigns? Could he convincingly hold that title from match to match? I mean, and obviously, big level matches uh, with main stars. And you believe that he's going to hold on to that title every week. Is he that unbeatable? Or... Does he have the heart to survive those beatdowns to make you want to root for him and still pull out the win each and every week? That I don't know. I don't I don't know that LA Knight has those legs on him right now. So uh I'm gonna take a moment and spiral around to um, you know, Gunther's reign as Intercontinental title. I mean this guy, all the credit in the world for Gunther right now. Um, and, and I still preferred Walter. I mean, so, uh, but he did, he's not only with his name, he came toward the whole business with a transformation. This transformation being from, I would say, I guess, Walter to Gunther. I mean, the man lost a lot of weight. He positioned himself to be a main event caliber star. I mean, the dude hits hard. Uh, and I don't care who you are. You you want to be chopped by Gunther. His chops would undoubtedly hurt far worse than a body slam ever would. The man, I mean, I'm going to say it. He hits like a 12 gauge. 
So uh, those chops are unrelenting. And at the end of the day, that, and he can work a match with anyone. A gas tank, man, this man doesn't even breathe heavy after 30 to 45 minutes in the ring. And he's a big guy. He's a really big guy. And he moves fast. Um, and I, I think Brock has really kind of positioned himself where he's on his way out. Uh, but man, Brock Lesnar versus Gunther, give me that match. I'd pay to see that match, but I want a reason to watch that match. I want story. I want a feud. I want a rivalry. I want to know why these two want to face one another. And then I want it to be personal if it's possible. I want these two guys to go. I mean, you don't need it with guys this size, but but what if we could tell a story for some reason that we could put those guys in a cage? I mean, I don't even know if the cage could hold the two monsters like that. Um, that is what I'm hoping Hunter brings into play uh he's got so much great talent um in nxt um braun breaker um mellow i mean come on carmelo carmelo hayes um to put him i mean i i don't want to say put him in the main roster because every time they put someone in the main roster from nxt 98 percent of the time they drop the ball promoting that individual so, I mean, look what they did with Shinsuke. Shinsuke was, and well, not only Shinsuke, um, but they eventually, I mean, everybody. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good example. Asuka was the same way. Um, she was unbeatable and they couldn't rip the title off of her. And then they put her in the main roster and she doesn't do that that exact same thing that she was known for and being unbeatable. She wasn't even the monster and with the aggressor that she was in NXT because you knew when you were in a match with Asuka, she was going to take your head off with those kicks and those submissions were going to come hard, fast and aggressive. So you're not seeing any of that from her now on the main roster. You just, I mean, you know, I love the fact that she adopted the gimmick for Muda and that she does do the the mouth spray. Fantastic. But I want the aggression levels that she had at one point in time back with her. So I guess moving on to that roster, you know, Miz has done a great job of putting people over, you know, and... Over the time, there's been so many great matches. Uh, I hate to see that they let go Dolph Ziggler. Dolph is a worker, man. He's worked and put so many people over. The thing about Dolph is he's so talented, but he's so comparable to Shawn Michaels. But Shawn's one of those people you don't really want to compare yourself against. He would probably, I would say, if possible needs to figure out a way to bring back Dolph, recreate Dolph like 
Let's go to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has recreated Chris Jericho so many times. So many successful times. But Dolph really has never changed and become different, per se. He, he's had a baby face and he's had a, you know, his heel gimmick. And they've never really changed that much. So we need to see an evolution in far as Dolph's character goes. There's no reason Dolph will not be back in WWE again. I mean, he's too damn good. I mean, and I think he said that before is one of his gimmicks is, um, I am that damn good. And he is absolutely. He should say that when you have people that even in the indie scene, we see people mimic Jericho on a regular basis, cough, cough, Chris Kamikaze. Um, I'm calling you out for that one. You know, let's do a little spin, walk around. I mean, Y2J, you know, you're already using the line salt, bro. So kind of dial back just a little bit there. So, but in that regard, congratulations on winning the title. Um, you know, Give Zach, uh, Zach Riley a big pipe. Actually, I would think Sunday when or Saturday, excuse me, at the next show, you should call Zach Riley down and congratulate him and thank him for making sure that you did uh, secure that title Saturday because I don't know. I mean, L Lamar was coming off as quite a beast. I, I, I thought I would see Mosley rise to the occasion but Lamar was on a different level that night. I mean, when I saw him snatch Mosley off of the ladder midair and catch him and deliver a slam, I mean, come on. You guys got to give it for the lethal Larry Lamar Phillips. Uh, he, he did show up as a monster. And, I mean, you know, no, nothing else can be said about that night. Um, the problem is he made the wrong enemy. He bullied you know, Zach Riley for just a little too long. And at the right time in the right moment, you know, I see him appear in the crowd. He jumps over the ring barrier and he, he actually looks me in the eye and says, don't stop me, Rocky. And buddy, I wasn't going to stop you. Uh, the, you, des you deserve to get, you know, what you deserve to get in this case. So, I watched him get in the ring as Lamar was at the top of it and him push Lamar over. And as I, well, almost in slow-mo, I watched Lamar in my memory go straight down and into that um, entranceway that we just had built. So thanks, Lamar. You ruined the entranceway that we had built for that show uh, to give the fans a whole new entranceway because your big ass broke it when you went through it. And um, I saw... Zach and had a moment. I don't know if all of you caught this or not. Zach with a sparkle in his eye looked up at that belt and stared at it just for a moment and smiled. And then he, as the crowd was just chanting because they loved what Zach had done, you know, he leaves. And so, I mean, wow, man, it, it was a moment. So I tell you what, maybe next episode. Tell me what you y'all tell me about in the feedback and you know kind of give me some feedback. I think I should get Zach Riley either dialed in and on audio with us here, 
or straighten the podcast itself, whichever one I can do. I'll probably try to see if we can get it done. We'll get Zach Riley's comments and how he felt about what he did. Um, I'm actually proud of him. Um, so all I'm going to say is, you know, there's uh, a lot of people that's had some hands on Zach is coming up through his career. Um, Chris Kamikaze uh, has had him under there, my golden school. And um, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of, a lot there and um, I'm proud of him. He stuck it out to be that size and to work into this business. Uh, I saw Zach go through it all and, um, at superstars when he actually got to be in the rumble, uh, or the battle Royal, let me rephrase that. So I get corrected all the time for that. The battle Royal that he was in, even though he got eliminated and his elimination terrified me in the back, I, I watched him, you know, tumble over unceremoniously for his size straight to the outside. Uh, I think he was eliminated by Randy Tucker. If I'm right. And then, you know, but in the back, Zach was so excited and so happy to be in front of that crowd of you guys that he held, he put his arms around me and just broke down into tears of happiness. And man, it was choking me up too, because when you hear someone like that, that has the passion and the dream to fulfill things, man, it just touches you. Um, so, God, guys, there's there's so much here to be said. Um, and if we go to what else is um, that the, we had the war games match, and I think I've touched on that a little bit. Uh, me and Brad had to go down because they had actually locked the cage and took them in there, so they were just beating the hell. Uh, out of the Southern Express, and there was nothing to be done about that. Or, you know, they thought, uh, me and Brad Barnes get down there. We can't find the, the key. Um, me, me and Brad, Brad, you know, lost his cool and actually ripped the door completely off that, um, you know, the, I guess the cage door. So if you if y'all didn't think Brad had some power to him still, you know, absolutely. That man has still got it going on when it comes to power. Now, I want to go into the fact that, what it, I mean, so many things happen. Then we go to the Toys for Tots, uh, the Freedom Seekers. I think I spoke a little bit about that last week, but they did an amazing job. Uh, it was a great charity that we always give back with. But I don't know if we talked about the fact that I was out there talking with them. Um, we had a great time and here and low become someone's always got to interrupt and whine and complain. Joey Idol, um, still a little upset that I was actually having some wrestling gear on. Big shout out to Juanita Timms. Um, Juanita Design. So if you if you want to look as incredible as the twelve gauge does and have that drip, then you know. Juanita Designs, Juanita Timms, that's who you call. So, um, Juanita, I'll build you for that later. So, we go into the the big interruption 
And first of all, it was brave on Joey's behalf because I'm out there with the Freedom Seekers. So no matter what I do to him, might result him getting chained and dragged down Shorter Avenue or turn him a call for the rest of, you know, the afternoon. So, um, so I did Joey a favor. Joey crossed the line. I've been told by Ricky many times now that as me being away from the ring, I'm not allowed to touch the other competitors unless the other competitors provoke and touch me first. Well, Joey made one mistake too many and put his hands and pushed me backwards by the face. And he disrespected me for probably the last time that Joey will ever disrespect me. And the 12 gauge still hasn't lost its power and put him to sleep. So that being said, never ever forget guys that my heart may need some recovery time, but that's the physical heart. Rocky Shaw has a spiritual heart and it never gives up fighting. It will never give up fighting for you guys are getting fighting for the ring. My fans and my kids and those kids and my family. But that being said, I come from the school of talk shit. You get hit. You lay your hands on me. I'm also going to hurt you. Be careful what you ask for because that 12 gauge was one thing. Then we got something coming up uh, November here. On November 4th, we've got a memorial show for Joyce. And I am going to have invited, requested, demanded to have Wolfgang Thames, the House of Thames, come out and address the 12 gauge. Because I want to hear... Exactly what he's got to say. I've been told so many things here lately about when I say stuff online and because I am the most dominant podcast and everybody comes to me that the House of Tims wants to have a say in what's being said and who's being interviewed because they call the shots. Well, most of my fans know me. I'm one rebel that doesn't accept orders. Doesn't take orders, excuse me. And he's issued his orders for me to back down and keep my mouth shut. Well, sorry, just can't work with that. So I'm going to tell you right now, the 12 gauge will do what the 12 gauge wants to do and what my fans ask me to do. I will show up on number 4th and I'll call your well-respected in the ring. Let me rephrase that. I will give you the respect of what you deserve. You're coming back from a knee injury. I respect that. But you won't tell me what to do. I'll ask you the questions. You can answer the questions. Or you can take a hike. And I can interview somebody else. Somebody else can get the 12 gauge rub. You know, just as well as I know, that people are coming that show to see me look you in the eye and talk to you. 
just keep in mind, no matter what you think or what you know, if you touch me, I will pull the trigger. And you got matches that night, buddy. I will tell you, and you can ask the people that have been hit with a 12-gauge, you won't be ready for a match if I unload. So let's just keep this nice and friendly. I don't care if you like me. So far, not I don't like you. I still like your ring work, and I think it's impressive. So we need to discuss that. But let's get out in front of things right now. Don't try the 12-gauge. I'm not the one. So moving on past that, there's going to be some great talent that night. You need to be there. I mean, there. I, I wished I had the card and I should have had it pulled in front of me. So you, you can look at my page afterwards. We will be sharing. I'll be sharing some more stuff there. Uh, Aubrey Gold is going to be in attendance there as well. Um, so you've got two Georgia wrestlers there. You've got... Zach Mosley's going to be there. Skrilla the Great is going to be there. Um, man, he's going to kill me if I'm wrong. I think Chip Day is going to be there. Um, man, there's so many great wrestlers on the card that night that will be there. And we are going to raise enough hell and enough money that we're going to take care of Joyce's family. That's what a wrestling family does when one of us falls. And that being said, I will be volunteering my time. And some of you will want to know right now at the very end that yes, Rocky Shaw does have a GoFundMe. Rocky Shaw is going to have surgery on December 12th, open heart surgery. Um, that has put us down to right now. Income is really stressful between me and the family. We got two girls. They're in one's getting ready to go to college. Uh, she's at her like final year in high school. The other one is involved in so many activities right now. And I mean, honestly, I'm struggling to make sure she's in those and we're, and we're covering the bills. Um, the podcast is my way of actually still being able to do things physically. I have, um, due to doctor's suggestions, and as far as my physical ability to perform a job, I, other than desk work, it's about all I'm qualified for because a lot of things physically right now are giving me out and they subject that heart muscle into uh, failure. So my workout routines have had to change. They're light reps, uh you know, I can't really do anything to strain. Um, it, it's been a quite a difficult time for me as far as being able to have to pull back from the gym and not do as much as I once was, you know, not do as much uh, in yard work. I've had so much yard work need to be done. And I physically can't. And Tania has, you know, stopped me many times from going out there to do so. So, the problem with this whole system is, you know, even that I do have a disability and they suggested that I apply for a disability until I can recover. Cause we're, we're talking about, you know, between now and the surgery, you know, maybe eight months worth of time here. Well, we did 
file about, I guess it's been about three months ago that we filed, but there is a backlog in the system right now and they're looking at 12 months before they even review my application and provide a check or anything. Not that it's a great amount. It's not, but it's enough to help pay bills, right? So I'm um, you're sometimes grateful what you can get. Um, but we're looking at 12 months out. So we're stressed. How do you go 12 months with very little, no income? So we do have the GoFundMe, um, and I'm not used to asking for help. It's been hard for me to actually accept the thing. Those of you who have given, thank you so much. Um, we will put links and continue to put links. You look at my page. Uh, we're not asking for handouts. If you've got, if you're a business and you want us to market with you, I've got spots on here for advertising on the, on the podcast. I'll give you shout outs. I'll run your commercial on the, this. We're on all major platforms. We have Apple Podcasts and Spotify being the top two. Uh, we're on Alexa Music. Uh, the video form of this is available on YouTube as well as Facebook. So I, I'm really needing more Facebook engagement uh, as far as YouTube engagement than I do Facebook when it comes to the podcast. So I'm moving a lot to posting the, the, the video version just on YouTube. So if you can subscribe to YouTube, I know that you don't realize how much that means and how effective that is. I've got 7,066 people on my Facebook and I have 191 subscribers on my YouTube. So if you guys could just, if just have, just half of you, one or 2000 would go over to that YouTube and hit subscribe, that would mean the world to me. And it shows that to me that you're behind me and supporting me and it opens up a world to me as far as advertisements go with Facebook, advertisements go with YouTube, Spotify, Apple, that enable me ways to earn. So allow me to earn my way. Um, but if you can, I mean, it's, it's great. Go, the, you, go fund me, you know, make a donation. If you have a request, send it to me. Um, I'm willing to do things to entertain you if, if you give a certain amount and you hey, I want you to shave your head, baby, I will shave my head and I will air it live. We can do it on the podcast. I can have Tania do it right there on the podcast. We can go to Sheer Madness, um, do it in the barber's chair. We can do it in the middle of the ring. So you name it, I'm all game for it. So that being said, I probably rambled on a lot today and man, I just want to tell you guys right now that I appreciate you and my call to action for you today though is subscribe on, subscribe on the podcast. If you listen on Apple, Spotify, either one, please, please take, give me that one moment of your day and find me and hit subscribe. The same thing is you can find my link for YouTube. I'm, it's not hard to find. And I'm going to put that link up on my page as well. Take that moment and give me a follow and a subscription. All these things are free and mean a lot to me and can help me out a whole lot. If you can forgive me some feedback, you love the podcast. You love what we've been talking about. you got some suggestions. you got a guest. Hit me up and tell me what it is. I listen to my fans. A lot of you already know that and I'm here for you. So 
Um, thank you for all that you have given and those that have already been giving to the, to the podcast that have been giving to, um, you know, you know, recruiting me, helping me to do your social marketing or, you know, big shout out to Lost Masses. Lost Masses has been, we've been working on their things. So go out, Taco Tuesdays, Lost Masses in Rome, Georgia, baby. Get out there. If you hit the time right, I'm going to say around six or seven, you'll probably see Tania and Rocky there uh, having some tacos and margaritas. I mean, you know, while I still can. Um, so go to Moe's Barbecue. Uh, Moe's Barbecue has, I mean, some of the best barbecue in Rome. Can't beat it. Um, tell Jeremy and um, Tyson that the 12 gauge says hi. Uh, but I actually go out and support them as well. Uh, there's so many great places right now to, you know, around Rome to actually eat and participate with. Um, Bratcher Law Firm, if you, you know you guys, and I know some of you guys need a good lawyer. Stuart and Luke can't be beat. They're super lawyers. So give them a shout out. Uh, Silver's Pest Control. Man, you got bugs. It's, it's getting cold. You know these, the pests are coming in the house now instead of just staying outside. Uh, they want a cool place or, or a place warm. And this case, this is, was winter coming. So make sure to call Kelly at Silver Pest Control. So again, for Rocky Shaw and the 12 Gauge Nation, till next time, beware the 12 Gauge.